everybody. We are back. Welcome to another episode of More Than a Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. And I just, before we start, I want to say thank you for all the love, the support. Can't believe we're on season three already, y'all. Thank you for the comments, the likes, the shares. Like, we can't tell you how much it means to us, man, and how much you've been keeping the brand alive. And so we're going to hit y'all with some crazy content. We got a great lineup for y'all this season. We're going to give y'all some new looks. I also have a new co-host rocking with me, my we brother, my family, Chatty O, CEO at OT, uh, Outside the Box Digital. I'll let you give your intro, broski. Let's get him. I mean, I'm just happy to be here. You know, Chatty O, Chad Fernandez is my is my my name. Um, I'm just happy to be here. I'm excited, man. Season three, the energy's here. You know, we've had two successful seasons. I've been behind the boards, but now it's, I'm, it's game time. I'm ready. I'm ready. Put oh me boy, in, Coach. Got boots, he got man. his boots laced. He got my his boots laced. Put me in, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> I've been riding the too long. <laughs> I said, put my boy in camera. <laughs> nah, nah, but man, I'm so glad to have you on, bro. You know, I love you for free, man. And I want to introduce this, this guest we have today. Like, this queen is bad. We've met her recently at PodFest down in Orlando. And Amazing. when we heard her story, just off the bat, we knew we had to work with her in some capacity. We had to partner with her in some way. And we had to, we wanted the opportunity for her to tell her story. And what her amazing journey's been like. So she's been in the industry for close to 20 years, worked at places like Bloomberg, AARP, founded her own uh, business for women advocacy, and also the owner of the first Black-owned, woman-owned podcast network in the country or in the world. And we're going to play her right here. So I want you guys to please give a warm welcome to our, our incredible guest today, Angel Livers. What's up, Queen? What's going Hello. on? Hi guys! Do the celebration music. Yeah, we, we don't need to have Let's celebrate this queen right here, man. She that's is a trailblazer. Trailblazer. That that's a whole fact. So, so let's matter. Let's start from there because we usually get into your background. I want to get into how you got into sales and all that stuff too. But I'm curious. I'm gonna start right off the bat. What is the what? What made you come up with the idea of a live podcast? Mm, good question. So, I've actually been in media for 23 years. And in that time and space, up until three years ago, I had never worked with a Black content creator. And so mm. I was used to Crazy. seeing how white content creators were treated. And when I say white content creators, I'm talking Larry King, Jane Pauley, um, and the list goes on with some of the people that I've worked with. But the level of... Um, amplification of their content, the marketing, the revenue that they were able to generate, um, not just from external sources paying to like tune in, but the networks that they were a part of, like what they would provide them financially, right? And so when I started working with like black content creators on the celebrity side as well, I started to see like, yo, y'all ain't treated the same way these people I've worked with for the last 20 years have been treated like what's going on. And so the immediate disparity that like I noticed was key. Then there was one show that I worked on that was like a mental health type show. And I had the show had got canceled. And one of the listeners had wrote in um, after the show was canceled and said, hey, when I started listening to this show, I was recently diagnosed with anxiety and depression. He was like, I couldn't afford therapy. So this became my weekly accountability partner. This show became where I would check in every week to make sure I was on track. And he's like, now that this show is gone, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I can't afford therapy. I can't like just go and get help. 
And so that hit me like real hard because I realized a lot of times like these large companies, they're just looking at the bottom line, like how much money are they generating and all of that. But for the black community, I feel like a responsibility is there for us to have content and, and, and entertainment for people who need an outlet who need a place where they're actually being healed. And it's more to them than just like a hee hee ha ha moment, but it's like healing recovery and being able to move forward and pursue their dreams. Um, And so out of that experience or those experiences, Alive was birthed. That's real. you, you, You hit on, that's a major problem, right? The way the black creators, first of all, the, the creator economy, right? The way mm-hmm. black creators are being paid, the way they're being amplified versus white content creators. And I've seen it myself, you know what I mean? So, but the problem is there's no transparency. So how would somebody like myself as a black content creator know what John Smith is making or how his treatment is? And then what I'm curious for you, sis, is like, you saw this, but what made you want to get on the front, front line? Because it's so challenging to wave the flag and talk about something that nobody wants to talk about. And you created yeah. a business around it. Well, for me, it was this is my, this is my playground. Like I've been doing it so long that it's like second nature for me. And so while a lot of people dove into like the podcasting space, especially during COVID, that wasn't my truth. Like this is literally like I've worked in media, specifically audio and video production, but like radio for 23, since 2000. And so when that is like really like, your passion and you know that you have the ability to tap in, help people and activate them to something that no, people aren't really educating them, but that's another entity of alive. Like our goal is to educate, like how can we make you your absolute best self when you are delivering content? How can we make sure that the audio quality is something that people are going to want to listen to, that your content is enriching and it connects to your audience. And like, they want to continue tapping back in week after week. Like, those are the things that are key. And so for me, it was a no brainer. It wasn't a sit back. Ooh, who going to do this? I was the person chosen for it. And it's just up to me to step up to the task and, and execute. So. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. I mean, listen, I mean, you know, you know, uh, a lot of us at, at times feel like we feel strongly about a cause, right? So this is the piggyback off of what Jared said. But there's a big difference between, and this is what's happening today in society in general. You can feel strongly about a cause. And a lot of people feel strongly about a cause, but it's who's going to take up the mantle. Who's going to be that first one to say, I'll stand in front. I'll take the hits. I'll take the, you know, the beatings. I'll take the, the criticism that's, that you know is going to, when you're in the front, you take everything. You got to have big shoulders. You, you, yeah. you got to have good shoulders. You you could because now that you're so you what you said was not only am I going to do this, but I'm going to be the face of this. Right. So, I mean, you know, you know, congrats to you because, you know, that yeah. puts you in a very delicate position because now technically you're like, I'll be the mortar for this cause. Yeah. You understand and, and I'll I think, be the mortar for this cause. To, to go back to the, the question also, I think the reason why I knew that I was the person that could do it. And this is like one of those investor questions. Like, Mm. why are you the person that we should invest this money in? Like, what makes you think that you can execute this better than somebody else? 
I have the accolades behind my name. Like I, because of the people that I've worked with, because of the awards that we've won throughout the trajectory of my career. Like even last year when we first launched Alive, like one of the shows that I created under construction with Tamar Braxton, we were up for an NAACP Image Award and that show is on our mm. network. So nice. that's why, like it's not, again, it, it's, it's the showing and proving like I didn't just get here. I didn't just say, oh, I want to do this. I worked my butt off to be in the position to be able to help others now. And yeah. so now that's the social responsibility that I have, not only to myself and my family, but to my culture. That, that's Amazing. real, sis. I love that, sis. And uh, you, you said something else that I wanted to touch on that's super important is the investment money, because the reason why that's so important is the black and minority groups are less funded, especially in the tech world. Right. So yeah. I'm curious, what advice would you give to other you know, black professionals, entrepreneurs to help get investment or seed money to start up their next big idea? So here, that is a great question. So last night I was um, with the CEO of Monumental Sports, Ted, yep. and Ted actually started AOL and all this other stuff, right? Yep. He, he owns the Washington Mystics, the Wizards, the Capitals. And one of the things that I, huh? I said Big Bank. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He's big Bank. Right? Yeah, Big Bank. <laughs> The thing that I appreciated from him was like he shared his early stories, like his moments of failure, the lessons learned. And the one thing that he said, even around investing, a lot of times people are trying to go after the hundred million dollars. But what they don't realize is like your level of ownership is completely diluted when you're constantly getting all of these investment dollars. Yeah. However, if you need the investment, be authentic to who you are, what it is that you're doing, know your differentiators and know like, hey, know your numbers. Like a lot of us, we we know our ideas, but we don't know like at the end of two months, how much revenue should you be having? Like, what's your trajectory? Like, what's your KPIs? Like, how yeah. many hosts do you need to have to reach your benchmark? How many um, new subscribers do you need to have? Like, regardless of what your industry is, you need to be able to look at it and say, okay, I know I have to do X, Y, and Z so I can get this amount of money because that's what investors care about. They want to know that they can 10, 12X their money yeah. Like they don't want to know like, oh, I doubled. Okay. I could have, you know, did the stock market for that. But like, how can I help a startup and really invest in community and what it is that they're building and really be a shareholder in something like amazing. And so like that comes with like, so for me, I was really proud because I didn't, I knew nothing about Techstars when I got into it. And yeah. this is so bad, but like we became a Techstars portfolio company after five months. Like we got accepted wow. into Techstars after our company was only five months old. Nice. And so most of the other people who were in the program had applied to Techstars like three and four times and was rejected, didn't get in. And this was like, they're like, okay, this was my last time applying. And then they got in. And so for me, that was like another testament to what Alive is yeah. and what the vision for Alive is and being able to articulate it. And that's the other thing. A lot of times, like we have these ideas, but we don't know how to speak clear English to articulate what the vision is, what the takeaways are and what are like, what is it worthwhile for the investor or the listener or the consumer? If you can't let me, articulate. Let me touch on that, though. Let me touch on that, because. It's something very important that we have to add to that, right? Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between a person that is creatively just explosive and somebody who is 
um, proficient in education, right? You can be an artist. You can be a leader. I know a lot of people that are great leaders. They, they're, they're great speakers and things of that nature, but they're just not very highly educated. You know what I mean? Um, it's very hard to be the person that has all of these things meshed together so that you can even think about starting this. And this is why it's so yeah. important to have a team and a support system. Um, I tell people all the time, like, you could be the greatest person in the world, but if I have the greatest team in the world, we're going to we're going to outwork you. We, we're going to outdo you because, yeah. it, you know, it, it alleviates some of the pressure or a lot of the pressure that one person has. Um, to try to figure out so many different avenues. Think about everything you just said. Everything you just said is a different avenue of education, right? You could be in media and understand media, learn programming and this and that, and you can learn that, right? Then you have to learn business, then you have to learn tech, and then you, it, it's so much information that it can overwhelm you. And that's what happens yeah. to a lot of people that are just super creative. They have the ideas. How many people have you ever talked to that have billion-dollar ideas or see something that came out like, oh, I thought of that 20 years ago? I, I thought of that 10 years. Look at that. Look at it on a napkin. And I go, why, why you never did that? I, yeah. I, I didn't know how. That's the that's what I want to touch on, what I think is so important that we are lacking in our community in general is the connection between having the, the idea to do something and the knowledge to execute it and to at least get it started. I'm not saying push it all the way through, right? Yeah. But, but uh, too many times our community, we spin our wheels because we get fed misinformation. Or we don't get information. So we spend so much time trying to look for it or trying to figure it out that a lot of people just end up giving up. Yeah. I wanna I wanna I wanna say yes and no. Mm. You have a lot of people who have great ideas, but they're not interested in the execution Facts. of the idea. Okay. Talk talk to me then. When you say the execution of the idea. So if I have an idea, let's say, let's say I thought of Uber Eats, right? Let's say I thought of mm -hmm. Uber Eats, right? Hey man. We always eat and we always ordering out. Why don't we have a delivery service to, you know, bring it to us? But how am I not thinking about the execution of it? I mean, I mean, no, some people get caught up in the logistics and be like, it's too hard. It's too it's too difficult to understand. That's why they get part of a system. That's why there's not so many entrepreneurs. Right. They get stuck on what is the next step. The idea is great. But what do I do? Which is actually a good segue, sis, because I would love to know what was the biggest obstacle you faced as you were starting a lot? What was one thing that was just a roadblock? You was like, damn, what the? What do I, how do I get over this? And, and how, what, what was that process to get over or overcome that? Um, okay, so for me, the biggest obstacle was tech. Mm. Because to like what Chadio said, I know media through and through. I know yeah. business through and through, right? But because I am not a techie, like it lends opportunity for people to use you and... Gotcha to say that they can do all of these things and you're trusting because if somebody were to come to me and be like, yo, I need help sis with like X, Y, and Z around media or a podcast or starting a, a commercial or whatever, I can tell you A to Z, like what you need to do. And if I need to execute it, I can do that. Yep. The, the, the disparity that exists between founders and techies is like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, my okay, so I've gone through, huh? It's a whole different world. That's what I'm saying. Like the information is so, 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 so it's different. different language. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a totally different totally language. Different. Right. And so, like in my case, I've gone through three tech developers. I've had yep. a CFO that I no longer have. I had um, 
a tech company that I was working with that I'm no longer working with. I had a backup that like, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And now I'm like literally on my fourth developer in a year, my fourth developer. So if I'm on my fourth developer, just imagine how much money I've spent. I've spent like some bank now. And and look at this. And and, and that's at the level that you're at. See, and that's at the level that you're at. So imagine now somebody without the resources that you have, somebody without the connections that you have and without the, 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 not only the information, but the expertise to realize this ain't working and be able to pull out while, while, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that but you also another good point is that most black entrepreneurs wouldn't even have the investment or the capital to make that that's one mistake. To make so, that one mistake. So that's the issue. Like, how do we get past right. that one mistake? And like you, like you're saying, you're working with devs, you're working with people talking about SEL, coding, all these different things. You're like, damn, I need to you to know your shit and be on top of it. I can't go for a round two or round three. And it's taking our time to go to market. It's taking away from time for delivering the customers and all these different things, and you still went through it. So that's why I like, and even that's why actually the investment question, because yeah. now if I'm an investor, like you have to go through that, right? I heard a real line and it made me think of you when you just said this, it was greatness is birth at challenge and um, with greatness is birth at challenge and struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it is. Like you have to go through that shit. You have to go through the project. You have to go through the bad devs to know what a good dev is. You have to know what a bad investment is to know what a good investment is. Oh, yeah, you're going absolutely. through it. And that's the real part. So I, I, I applaud you for it, sis. Real talk. Yeah. Like, I mean, anybody who is like going through like that, you want to build a tech, like you have to make sure that everything is documented. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give one example. So we were having a conversation with the devs team and I'm like, okay, you know, it's a podcast, right? So I was like, you know, we want to make sure that there's ads integrated into the content. Now I, it's my fault. Like I'm a, even if it wasn't my fault, I will take ounce. Like if I feel like there's a slightest opportunity that I wasn't clear, right? So they come back to me and they've like added ads to like the the screen. I'm like, I said the content. Like, so it's a podcast. So I need audio ads embedded in the audio. Like, what what is this? Like, this isn't it. And that whole thing like threw us off like three months. Mm. And it was just mm. like, really? And so yeah. understanding that it, when you're doing something very unique and different, and what I've learned is what I'm building is very unique and different, right? And so, because it's different than Spotify, it's different than I, like it's, it's a very different platform, right? But what I had to realize is that because it's so different, I have to take the responsibility and the time to educate these developers. Because what yeah. developers will tell you in a heartbeat, and this, I hate this line. You be like, yo, can you do this? Oh yeah, I'm a developer, I'm a coder. I can do it. Like as long as you got budget and time, we yep. can make anything happen. <laughs> yeah. Budget and time. Been in three years, it still ain't done. Oh, I thought right. you meant this. <laughs> exactly. And so what I learned was that as long as I have budget for you to figure it out, that's what that means. It doesn't mean I know how to do it and I can just go in the closet and, and code. No, it means I'm going to go through trial and error, but as long as you're going to pay me to sit here and figure it out, I can figure it out. Yeah, no, I ain't got time for that. I'm going to need you to figure yeah. it out before I onboard you to do X, Y, and Z tasks. So, yeah, that part was a huge struggle for me. That's real. That's crazy, man. That and then and then moving that because since you 
<clears throat> as we move forward, as I hear more about your story, it makes me want to know more about how you, how you, your upbringing, right. And how you got this strength, right. Like to go through it. Cause most, like most entrepreneurs are going to do it and you're doing something very special in a unique space, right. That's very important. So sis, tell us a little bit about how you actually got into the industry. Like, what was that like? Right, right after high school, what was up? Like you went into college, internship, media thing. Like where did the passion for media coffees, come from? How many coffees did you get for Larry King? <laughs> no sugar, all black. No sugar. By the time I negotiated the deal with Larry King, but mm. for our for us to do his programming, and I was his EP and producer. So hey. I, I was fortunate. I never had to go get coffee for any of the people that I worked Ooh. with. Okay. Um, let them know. Let them know. Add yeah, a, that. Jordan, add a bomb there. Listen, listen. That wasn't a huge pat on her own back. That was just a, no, you know, just a little, like, you know what I mean? That was an alley you. I don't do coffee. <laughs> So no, not that I wouldn't know. Like I was, right. I was. Yeah. I'm that person who's never. I would get coffee for people to this day. Like, right. but yeah. I just never had to, right? But okay. anyway, so I was very blessed and fortunate to have the parents that I have. Um, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. Um, so I grew up in a very entrepreneurial household. Like it my is. parents started a real estate company like the year they got married. So the very first house that my dad bought went under a real estate company. And then he started buying other properties from that day forward. So he was, my mom was 18. So, and they've been married like 40, it'll be 43 years this, actually this week. Um, Let's clap for that too. Black black love, man. Shout out to the parents. Black love, baby. 2023, you're not even here. Nowhere near those 43 years. You'd be lucky you married. 43 months. <laughs> 43 <Wait>, minutes. Right? <laughs> you got married like you no more. at the Elvis joint. Before you walked yeah. out, you was like, no, you know what? I sobered up. Let's uh, no, this I right now. <laughs> yeah. that's, so that's, like that's because of that upbring- upbringing and like this, they still have the same real estate company and all of that. Like I grew up understanding the hustle. I grew up like, you know, they, they may have had like jobs here and there that they may have just did or whatever. But at the end of the day, that entrepreneurial spirit, it's, it's been ingrained in me. So I was actually having a conversation on another show the other day where I was saying, you know, and I'm a, I'm a huge daddy's girl. So I would literally like love going over to the houses with my dad to go collect the rent. You know, back in the day, they're what, they weren't selling you your payment. You know what I mean? They weren't uploading it, you know, to directly to your bank account. Like you went to collect rent. Um, I enjoyed like cleaning out houses and, you know, painting and, you know, getting a house ready for the next tenant to move in. So like, for me, like the grind has always like, I understood it. I respected it and I enjoyed it. Right. And so like, that was like that side of it. Um, But I think because I've always been immersed in the entrepreneurship, I've always had this, my dad always told me this. He said, you can work for a company and you can be the absolute best employee that they have. But at any moment, they can come to you and say, thank you for your service, but we no longer need you. That has been ingrained in me. And I think we've all, I think we've all, I, I could be a test. I've experienced that at least five times in my career. And I'm just, that's off the top of my head. Yeah. Never late, easily, never easily. absent. 
You know what I mean? And I'm the first one to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody else here. If I, if I leave, you ain't get nothing done. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's right. And Matt, I know, you know part of your journey, you've experienced this to get you to, to this point too, um, Jared. Well, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. Yeah. We all have. Like, And, and yeah. that's why we start our own. We we we, we want to set, first of all, I want to something sustainable for my kids, right? If I can't go in there at 18, I'm a top performer and I'm selling X amount of millions for you and I can't bring my right. son in and train him and get him a job, then there's nothing else for us to talk about. So like, yeah. and I, I've experienced, and it's definitely in tech. It's so up and down. It doesn't matter what it is. It's too much politics. It doesn't matter. You yeah. can be the top performer, all that stuff. So you're absolutely right, Angel. But I'm curious too, sis. Like, why why not real estate and why not why media? Because that seems like you have the layup. I have I I have I own a I do have a real estate company. Oh, okay, cool, um, dope, dope. <laughs> I do. Um, and I. No, <laughs> no, that's like I'm a champion. Just so you know, I'm on the side with with a bullet bullet notes, and she owns this, owns that. I'm just keeping tab. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm gonna just let you know your accolades. How many accolades we got? No. I mean, it was just, nah, it, it made sense. Like, you know, yeah. I, like I remember like right after college, um, my dad called me and was like, yo, there's all these houses in Detroit that are going on auction. You should grab some. Mm. And I was like, okay. And so, I mean, my dad is right there. He knows the blocks. Like he knows like which ones ain't that bad that he can run in there, throw a team in there, fix it up get some renters in there right. and so that's essentially like what happened like so i bought like a few houses put them under a company name my dad was like the property manager over them so yeah like i i mean i have that side of me too because i just i know real estate my mom's a broker um so there's like mm -hmm. elements that she adds to the company and things like that um but at the end of the day the thing i also appreciate about my parents like they never forced anything on me like That's key. real estate wasn't my first love. But you got the cheat code. I'm, I gotta, I gotta jump in. It, I love the story, but you got the cheat code. You got the cheat code because what's the what, cheat code? The cheat code is what me and Jared are trying to accomplish. Is what your parents have already done, and which is create generational wealth. Even if your father didn't help you buy anything by him even doing what he was doing by him showing I you that all. he managed no, no, no. So i'm showing okay. you something right i'm showing you something right because that's okay. that's super important that you said that we cannot we cannot move past that okay. by you growing up in a household and not seeing your parents work a nine to five right with you understanding that there is a life and a possibility of being your own boss right they're putting the seeds in your brain early that okay. you don't have to be a worker for the rest of your life where we come from most people you know what they want to do they want to get a city job they want to get a city job you know why because of the stability because they mother got a city job so that's why he asked you why not real estate because you know like you know everybody's family's a doctor they go into medicine everybody family's a lawyer it's the same thing if everybody in the neighborhood is playing it safe or, you know, have city jobs or safe jobs, then that's the message that they're going to um, teach to their youth, even subconsciously. Because even if you don't say nothing, if your child watches you get up every day, tired, you know, go work for whoever you work for, come back dirty, you complaining about the money, you, you get fired, that, that plays in their mind. So when they go to think about a career or development or anything like that, that's the first thing they're gonna think about. But you and, and it's not it's nothing wrong with the cheat code, right? It's nothing wrong. We this is what we we, we need more cheat codes in our we community. We are aspiring to create this cheat code for Fact. more people, but we have okay. to acknowledge that that's that was the springboard for you, right? Because before you even knew what you wanted to do, you were being programmed to say it's possible. 
It is yeah. possible. And that right there is what we're missing in, in, in our society is the fact that a lot of our children don't understand that it is possible. Yeah. yeah but I, I was gonna say, I had it on the flip side though, bro, yeah. for people who don't, especially in our community who might not have it. Like I was fortunate. I have both my parents, sis. And right. my, my mom was assistant principal. My pops worked from seven in the morning to 12 o'clock at night for 27 years to retire to put us in parochial school. Straight, straight. Up, and, straight up and down. Great. Real, realest dude I ever know. Like, and my right. mom too. Like, so for me looking at that, I'm like, I can't do that. I can't right. do that. So you, it's just up to you and whatever your situation is to understand what you're in right now and what you really want for yourself out of life. If you see your parents busting your ass and they're doing nine to fives and you don't want that, what are you going to do to change your situation? How can we make it that we have the label? Like you said, how do we create cheat codes for our kids? Nothing. We need this absolutely. shit. We absolutely have to. So that's why I love that the chat honed in on that because that's so important for us. If somebody out here probably listens to it, it's like, yo, I don't have the cheat code. What the hell do I do? Angel, I want to start my own thing. What do I, I do? But it's mindset. But it's mindset, and, though. You, it's your yeah, mindset. And, 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 and what's, what's so important about understanding what the cheat code is, it doesn't mean, when we say generational wealth building, we don't mean just money. A lot yeah. of it is education. It's education. And, and exposure. Yeah, and exposure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so like you said, you was exposed to it. It got your juices flowing. It got your energy. So when when you had the opportunity, you're like, oh, I'm ready. I, I've been doing this. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to actual. I just wanted to just actual funny story. So you know, back in the day when you said you was collect, you said you said Detroit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't say Detroit, but yes, Detroit. <laughs> you didn't say Detroit. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I, I could have sworn you said. When you came out yeah, I, I thought I heard you say you bought a house in Detroit. You said when you came out of college. Oh, I grew, you know, yeah, I did buy a house in Detroit, yes. Okay, I'm about to say, you know, I'm I thought you good. said when I was riding with my dad in Detroit. I'm like, I didn't okay, say that. So, <laughs> okay, but let's, okay, so let's go back to your dad. I just, you know, I just want to hear a story real quick. So, you know, back in the day, it wasn't Ozell, no Venmo and all that. You know, tell us a funny story. Have you ever knocked on somebody doing, they, they turn the lights out on you and act like they wasn't there? How many times have you tried to go collect rent with that <laughs> and nobody is? <laughs> I know, I know you got a story where nobody answered the door. <laughs> you can no, hear so walking like, down the side or something. <laughs> no, so my dad was really good about like calling and letting them know like he was coming, or they would call and let him know, like, yo, Mr. Todd, we got your rent. Okay. Um, so that was kind of like the process. Now, no, there so were no, many no, no horror stories, no, nobody. I think the horror stories were more like, You came for the rent and, and the pit bull came out the door. <laughs> no, I think the horror stories were more like just how trifling people live. Okay. Like, if you ever, like, have to, like, put somebody out, but you see right, the way they're living. Right. You're like, hold up. Even, and, I, okay, so I, I have one horror you're story. You're a child but this at this point, like, so you're processing this as a child. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's different so, for you to process it as an adult that understands business and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. you're like, you said you were a child learning this. So obviously to you, that, that looks different. It looked real trifling. I was yeah. like, Oh, people live like this. Like, <laughs> like it was really bad. Right. And, right. And, and I will say, okay. So when I bought my first house, I was 23. I bought my first house in Maryland. And um, when I was about to get married, I started renting it out. And just because, you know, that cycle of, okay, I own it. I'm going to rent it out. I had a tenant and I thought she was going to be great, right? She didn't have any kids. It was just her and her boyfriend. Right. I remember, like, one of the things that I had in my contract is that I will do random visits just to check on the status of the house because I didn't want what I grew up seeing, right? 
One day, I went over for my random visit. I almost had to call the cops on this lady. Like, she there was like, oh, she was ready to fight me. I'm not there letting you, you in. Da, 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 da. I'm like, it's in your <laughs> lease agreement that there'll right. be random checks. Like, I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not taking nothing. I'm not. Girl, and you behind on your rent. Did, so, did, did, you, did you have a key? Did you just walk in on them or did you actually no, knock? No, no, I wouldn't do that. Like I knocked and you know, all that. She came to the door. Okay. And this was this was my red flag. I looked and like when she moved in, this house, like it was completely renovated. It was beautiful, right? Right. It is all of this like hair cake, like literally, like the door cracked, and it's all of this hair caked in along the baseboard. And I'm like, Hair? like from, from a, a dog or like from a, like weaves, like bad weaves. I couldn't tell. Like I couldn't tell if it was like hers or an animal's. But like as soon as you open the door, why is it that much hair caked into the thing? So that really triggered my like I need to come in. Right. I had to go through the police. Da 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 da. Anyways, when I finally got in that house, when I say I had to take out an insurance policy to redo that house. Wow. Like this woman, she let her animals like Dogs. pee all like mm -hmm. it. It was a mess. It was wow. so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. So was that, was that the reason you was like f this? I'm going to media. That's what she put. That's what she put. doing no more real estate. No, the media. What these TV was shows always... look like. <laughs> No, Jeffrey like, Zinsel. I mean, that was that was in my 20s, but like, I was already in media. Like, I by gotcha. that point, I had okay, a degree gotcha. in broadcast journalism, I think I was on right. my second degree. But like, media for me, it was um, so I was that kid that always got in trouble for talking. I always had great grades, like, I graduated magna cum laude, I graduated high school with honors. Like, mm. I was that great, I just talked too much, and so I was like, okay, well. How can I make money doing the one thing that I love doing? Or can't stop and doing it. <laughs> I said, or can't stop doing it. Jordan, 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 Jordan bomb that, <laughs> edit it. Joke with you. Bomb it, edit it, cut it out. No, joke with you. No, but like it literally became like, I remember like people used to make fun of the way I talk because they were like, oh, you sound like a valley girl. Oh, you sound like a white girl. Like, we don't know if you black or white. Like what? I used to get made fun all the time. And we grew up, in, I grew up in the suburbs of Detroit. Um, And so now I look back on that and I'm like, yeah, the very thing y'all was making fun of me for is the I'm main thing it. that I'm making money from. Mm -hmm. Facts. Nah, I love Facts. it. I love that. But sit, yeah. I want to talk about that too because I... I used to do the same thing. First of all, I did it in intentionally in sales. So I would go, I'd be that way. I know you ever seen that meme where it's the Carlton Banks, like at work, you got the Carlton Banks. And as soon as you get off work, it's the Tupac. You've seen that meme before? <laughs> yeah. That, that's me. That's me that. in a nutshell. That's me in a nutshell. So and when I go to work, right, it's the phone voice, right? I'm talking to somebody. It's, hey, how are you? I'm Jared Thomas. Oh, like, I know the phone, voice. Like, I've made the phone voice. voice. The phone voice a couple real of shit. Times. Yeah, I've made fun of you for that a Sis, couple of what's, times. But real talk, once I stopped that, I made more money than I ever made in my life. I just stopped. Once the pandemic and all that shit hit, I was just like, yeah, I'm over it. I'm going to show up as me. I'm going to show up with the hoodie, the hat on. If you don't want to do business with me, if you don't see through this, you weren't going to do business with me anyway, sis. But I'm curious, right. like, what would you say to other, like, um, at least black females or other black younger, you know, professionals? Because I always preach authenticity. 
I preach get away from that, get away from the phone boys, be you, because we're so naturally dope that we can do anything the hell we want, right? So like, I'm curious how you feel about that because you're saying the phone voice worked and also made you successful. But do you feel like you're at a point in your career where you could stop that? It wasn't a phone voice. Oh, okay. Sorry. It was just how I spoke. Oh, oh wait, my fault. I thought you was doing it purposely. My fault for the money. No, I like, <laughs> my bad. Don't cut that out, Jordan. I said you can't help it. Didn't I say that earlier? You I said you can't help it. Her natural tone is money. <laughs> her natural tone is Mariah. You always talk like this. <laughs> That when was you're thing, like, you can't turn it off. <laughs> that was literally how I spoke. Like, right. that's real. Like this all the time. I, you know, and so um, when people would say, I'd be like, "Whoa, well, I don't, I, I don't change. Like, this is it. Like, whether I'm sitting at the dinner table with my family, this is what they get, or I'm on air." That's love. I, I got a question to to piggyback off of what Jared said about the authenticity. This. Um, for me, comes up a lot. Um, I've been in the music industry for a long time, and you know we've had this conversation a long, long time. And you, you touched on it before. You know, again, I understand authenticity, but I have a, a degree in business as well, and I also understand business. Right? There's a lot of times when how you know how do you find balance, right, between being authentic, but you got to keep the lights on, right? You want to be authentic but you got to keep the lights on. You want to be authentic and you want to put out what you feel like is your, your best creative material, but you know, you want to do deals with, with these companies that let's just air quote say are not in the same demographic or, you know, regional basis understanding as you are and you have completely different views, right? How do you balance that? Right. And, and when do you, and, and I'm going to ask you straight up, like, have you ever been like, listen, I might have to sacrifice the creativity for the, for the bag. You know what I mean? Cause we got to keep the lights on. Like, you know, cause yeah. at the end of the day, if what you're doing is to promote this, um, if what you're doing is to take the mantle and be be the front and be the voice. You have to still keep yourself in position, right? Sacrifices sometimes have to be made for you to stay in position for you to keep this movement going. You know what I mean? So have yeah. the, have you ever, you know, kind of like sacrificed the creativity for the bag? You know what I mean? To keep the lights on. No. Okay. Mm. Okay. I. But again, in fairness. Um, I've been doing this so long that, and, and okay, so I feel like there's many ways that you can do things, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Especially in the creative space. If you're funding or you're sponsoring something with a live, you're sponsoring a live. But I have a whole lot of other media entities that if I'm not doing it over here, well, actually, if I'm not doing it over here, I can do it somewhere else. Example, okay. um, I would say maybe two years ago, I think Ebony was trying to come out with a podcast network. They've been in talks with me about having a show on the network. And at the time I had created a show called The Devil is a Lie. They came back to me and was like, oh, that's too controversial. You know, we don't want to turn potential advertisers off. This I is said, Ebony okay. the magazine, right? The little small magazine we used to see in the 70s on our grandma table. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they were trying to come out with a black podcast network and all that. And so I, I said, okay, like I passed. 
and the devil is alive was the second show on my network when I launched. That's real. And shout because out to the Ebony Network too. I'm up for I'm up for I didn't want to cut you off. No, but like for me, it's I'm not for everybody. And exactly. so I can't always try to fit into everybody else's buckets. And I think that's what's wrong with us as a society is our values, our morals, we put beneath financial gain. If that makes sense. Or maybe not financial gain, but what, just, what about just um, financial stability or, you know, fi you know, just enough finances just, just to eat. You know what I mean? Like, so I think I think if you're in a you gotta eat. <laughs> you gotta if, eat. Like if you're in a situation where it's life or death, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you're gonna have to put your pride aside if you don't like if you gotta create content about horses and you really could care less about right, horses, right, but it's gonna right. put money in your pocket. Right. But that's not changing your values. Like even and I and I think it depends, like, because I feel like you as as a creative you can create content around things that you don't believe in. For like sure. I've worked with a host that was an atheist. Our show didn't have anything to do with religion or anything like that, but I knew he was an atheist. Does that mean that I can't work with him? No, it just means I understand what your religious views are. And we just keep that off the table. We focus on what is the job at hand? What are we supposed to be creating, producing? And, and yeah. executing at the end of the day. And I think sometimes that's another thing that people get wrapped up in. Like somebody's political views, religious views, sexual views, you not sleeping with them, you're not going home with them. What difference does it make to you? And so we sometimes bid ourselves out of opportunities because we get so focused on things that are not morally right to us. So there are people that I know who have missed opportunities because they don't like gay people. Or they don't believe in gay people, or I gotta, whatever. I gotta play devil's advocate. I've definitely passed on opportunities that I that I do not believe aligned with my moral character. Um, is it the I, content? I believe, I believe or... you have to, huh? Is it? The no, she's talking from a content perspective. No, I'm, I'm talking about content. I'm talking about okay. content. I'm talking about content. For and you know, I don't I don't want to get like crazy, but I'm just saying like you know. Every, everybody has their moral compass, right? Everybody was raised a certain way and they have their value system is what helps shape us into who we are, right? So my value system is what it is. If somebody's coming to me saying, listen, I'm, a, you know, I know you need this money, but I'm putting out this content. And I go, I, I can't support that because even if I'm not doing it myself, even if I don't believe in it myself, if I put my name on that and I help right. produce that and put that out to the masses, I'm just as bad. So I, I gotta play devil's advocate, and I gotta. There has to be a line drawn. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and I'm, uh, he's in the news, so let's just talk about like, let's just say like R. Kelly situation. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm if I'm sitting around and he like, yeah, we getting this bag and that, I'm like, you dealing with little girls, like little 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 girls. Like, I don't. You understand what I'm saying? He like, yeah, but we that, but you dealing with little girls. Like, I agree. But if you, but if you, I felt like what you asked me was kind of like. You need the money, like no, I, I feel like I feel like there are certain times where people feel like their backs are completely up against the wall, and as long as they're not doing anything illegal or whatever, then they're gonna be like, "Yo, like, am I about to lose my house and me and my kids gonna be on the street and have to be homeless, or no, am I gonna exactly do what I gotta do?" 
Huh? No, that's exactly what I'm saying. But I'm saying I, that's exactly what I'm saying because if you listen to a lot of success stories, right? You know, remember like Tyler Perry used to sleep in his car. You understand what I'm saying? Like there are people that have lost their houses trying to be entrepreneurs, right? There are people that have lost everything. Like entrepreneur is, you know, French for risk, right? Risk, right? Taking risk, okay? So the, the word itself is derived from risk, right? There are people that have lost everything trying to make this dream come true. So I'm saying like, even at that point, there still has to be a line. Absolutely. In my opinion, that you should not cross. That's just my I'm just saying I can see how some people could. Right. I, you asked me, had I? I said no. Right. right. And I gave the example of like a situation. But right. I can I, I wouldn't judge somebody if that was something that they did. Got you. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. And that's what I said. Like, you gotta keep the lights on sometimes. You gotta eat. Like you know, nothing's well, black. I, I, I get I give you an example too. Like so, for instance, right, when I first got into sales, I was a top performer, right? I was doing $250,000 a quarter for a display advertising company, right? At the end of the day, maybe a year into it, they bring me upstairs. They asked me to basically cut my hair, right? Wow. Basically, real shit. Like, so it's like, yo, so imagine, no, no, so imagine, so imagine me being, for facts, it's a real story. So, for right. facts, they bring me upstairs, they're Jared, we love you, boom, boom, boom. Yo, we love what your numbers, but the board doesn't know you. I'm like, yo, what, what you mean the board doesn't know me? Like, I say good morning, I say this, da da da. We go get lunch. What do you mean they don't know me? Oh, well, maybe it's your parents. Well, this is my first time being in a professional setting. I'm dressing like I'm straight out of Catholic school. I got the baggy slacks, the Prada's on. I don't know what I'm doing, fam. I don't fucking work with me. So I'm sitting. <laughs> and long story short, he basically hit me with the yo, maybe it's your parents. So I had the braids down, you know, on the shoulder and all that. Went home. I could have had two options. I could have said f you. I'm not doing this, stood on my moral compass. And guess what? I would not be here talking to you right now. I would not be 11 years in tech. I'd probably be doing something else. So that's kind of what it is. Like, even though, did I want to cut my hair? Absolutely fucking not. But I had to because my back was against the wall. So what? it, it depends where you are in that situation, what opportunities are afforded to you at that moment. And I'm a tiny young professional. If you got to do what you got to do, sometimes you have, to t you have to go through hell to get to heaven. Sometimes you got to go through the bullshit. You have to. It's mentioned to it, especially when you're black. Yeah. So yeah. No, I, I trust me, I get it. That that's real, sis. And, and uh, I, I want to talk about the also the early days of the pod, sis. Like so, so when you're developing the idea, you're developing the tech. What was the process to actually get the content? Like, what was the first podcast, and what was that pitch like when you made it? So my story is a little different. So um. I didn't, so even with Tamar's um, podcast, like, mm -hmm. they sought me out. I didn't, I never, that's like, dope. went they and me. But how, but, how does, but how does, that's super dope, but how does that happen? They so called like, me. That's yeah, real like, I mean, like, again, like, I've been in the space for a very long time, and um, I, I had a number of accolades behind my name, and the executive producer, actually, I went to Howard with. Dope. And um, she knew like all of the amazing content that I created, all of the people that I've worked with. And I think there's also a thing for if you're used to working with celebrities, um, people know that and you're good at it and you're able to, I don't want to say manage celebrities, but you're able to work well with them. Yeah. Because that's that's a that's a totally different skill set besides creating content for them. Yeah. Um, because yeah, a lot of times, but if you can't work with them, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it that long. It's um, and so 
when certain opportunities have been afforded to me, it's just been also because they're like, yo, like, we know your past, we know the people that you've worked with, and we know that you have the, the ability to also not only create great content, but also help with branding um, individuals as well. So yeah, I've never had to pitch a podcast or anything like that. Like if I wanted to create it, I created it. Um, and if it was somebody who wanted me to create a show for them or a network or something like that, that wanted you know me to do something, then that's, they essentially have come to me. I've never said, Hey, I want to, you know, create a new show and do X, Y, Z. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sis. And then let's, let's plug it right now. sis. So I think this is a perfect time to let, we have to do the plug first of all i also want to say that more than a title would be exclusively distributed by the live podcast network season three season four moving forward so we're going to be doing black owned content we're keeping everything in house everything in house what a time that's it that's it because we and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you on air, sis, and getting real with you, like the reason why we wanted to, we could have been with Buzz probably anywhere else, because we see your mission, we see what you're trying to accomplish, and you see what we're trying to accomplish, and there's a mutual belief in each other. And if we do this, like I, I believe it's going to be big. I believe it's going to be one of the biggest networks ever. And if we can help you get there, sis, and get there with, with together, like that's what I want. So I don't know Buzzsprout. I know you, Angel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I know you, and that's what made us yeah. want to go and rock and be like, yo, we, we you need contact, whatever. Video. That's yeah, it. We believe in the vision. Facts, though. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. I'm super excited to have you guys on the network. And for all the listeners to enjoy the amazing content that you guys are creating and have been creating. And then to tap into some of the other, like, Black, amazing, like, podcasts that are out there that I think a lot of times people have no idea that they even exist because they kind of just get lost in the shuffle of all the other shows out there on podcast directories. So yeah. we're super excited to have y'all. Um, it's going to be a fun Thanks, journey. Sis. Yay. Thanks, sis. Let's go. <laughs> I got, so, I got, so, yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, go ahead, bro. No, go ahead, bro. No, no, I, was, I just wanted to tap back in because, you know, we, we're so family oriented. I think this is important. We I can't let this go by without touching this. Being a successful businesswoman, I know that you said uh, you had mentioned before you got married and things of that nature. You know, how do, how does this type of success, how does this type of work ethic? Because I know you, you can't it's impossible to have an eight hour day with what you do. Right. So we're talking like 10, 12, 14 hour days. Right. You know, how has this been on you as a family member? Right. How ha how has this pressure and your work ethic affected your ability to be a wife, right? To be a, a mom and a daughter and a sister, right? You know, because I, I know that, you know, this is heavy stuff and it's, it's requiring an, an exuberant amount of your time and your energy, you know? So how has this affected you, you know, in your, in your life family-wise? So I'm going to start from the good to the bad. Okay. So the good is, I'm grateful that I have an amazing support system within my, my immediate family. Um, and when I say immediate, I mean like my mom, my dad, and my siblings, right? And my kids. Um, so like my first investor was my dad. My dad gave me a hundred thousand dollars to get started. Right. I love that. <laughs> so <laughs> you that gotta claim for that. A hundred thousand to start your business. As a black person? Yeah. Like, so for me, that was you not just saying, oh, baby, I know you can do it. 
it was, I'm going to put my money where my, my mouth is and where my heart is. And I believe in you enough that I'm going to make this investment in you because I believe that you're going to 10x this money for me. And so um, I want to start with that. Now to go backwards, um, at the time before Alive, like I have another company called DC Media Connection that I started about 10 years ago or eight years ago. And that company started right after like I was let go from AARP because they decided to go in a different direction. And I was there like all of the things, right? So when I started that company, it put a tremendous strain on my marriage. Um, I was the breadwinner and not to say that he didn't make good money. He's an engineer. So he was, he made good money. I just made more. And it created this environment where it was still this expectation for me to go out and still bring home the same amount of money that I was making at a company that I had been working for over a decade. And so it was like, okay, well, that's not realistic. But in my mind, it was, there's not a lot of places that I'm going to go and be able to find employment to make the money that I was making. So when I made the conscious choice first, then I went to him, talked to him about it. He agreed. But the, the idea was, it doesn't make sense for me to keep making millions for these other entities. If I was able to do it for them, why can't I do it for me? And so when I got to that point, it, I explained also to my ex-husband, like, yo, like my work ethic, it hit a little different, especially if it's just me and I can only eat what I kill. Like, so it's going to be a different situation. Um, and at first it was like, oh yeah, cool. But over time it became like, and it really wasn't about time spent or me not doing what I needed to do at home. Cause I always fulfilled those obligations it just became a lack of understanding, like the grind. And if I can't talk to you about business, if I can't talk to you about what I'm going through with work and my vision and you don't get it, we ain't gonna make it. And I think that's true whether you're a man or a woman. Like if you're with somebody and they just don't understand your hustle, they can't respect it, then it hits, it hits you in a way where you feel like you're completely in isolation and doing things outside of your marriage, like you're in silos, like you're living a double life. Like real talk, like I had events and I was like doing all types of things. It got to the point people did not believe I was married. I had a ring. Because you was going by yeah, yourself. I, I, was always, <laughs> I was always, and these would be my events. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm so in isolation and silo by myself or with my kids. That people were like, girl, no, you're not married. Like, there's no way possible that your man got you out here. You doing all of these things. Like, you in rooms with billionaires and millionaires. And he not. But over time, like, it just weighs on the relationship. And you just have to make some decisions. Like, is this the way that I want to live my life? Or do I want to do what matters most to me? And that I feel like is my purpose. And when I say most to me, not to say that the relationship doesn't matter. But you at a point, no, I was going there. I saw your face. I saw you your face. I was going there. <laughs> it's not that the relationship doesn't matter, but when you, in my case, the mm -hmm. only time we would have conversations where he would ask about my company is if I got a contract and he would just say, Well, how much is that contract? 
That's the extent that was that would be the extent of it. Yeah, damn. That's yeah. not that's not it. That's so. no that's no real support. That's yeah. tough, yeah. Yeah. But I got divorced, so I'm good now. So I'm you know. No. I, I'm glad, that's real. I'm glad you asked the question that's, real, that's so real. That's real because you know, again, you touched on the fact that your mother and your father are still married, right? Mm -hmm. Four decades, right? And mm -hmm. you've seen them be entrepreneurs together. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get married and you go to become an entrepreneur and you say like he's an engineer, but is he an engineer for his own company or does he work for another company? Right. So if he works mm -hmm. for another company, then he doesn't have the entrepreneur mindset as you. And, and, th and then the separation starts to happen. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, you know, it's important for our culture to understand that um, two things. Right. Two things. Right. So you gave two success stories. You said you can be an entrepreneur and still keep the family. Because you mm -hmm. said you've shown that with your parents, right? But it's also important to say, you know, um, if you're doing something and you're being progressive and you're trying to progress something to a level that hasn't been done, then sometimes you might have to sacrifice your your family dynamic to um to to achieve that to get there. That's that's very powerful, you know. And I don't think, and I think it it just may be. I think it goes back. I'm gonna go a little biblical real quick. I think it just mm -hmm. kind of goes back to being like equally yoked. If this person is like on the same level as you, they get you, they understand you, and more important, importantly, they allow you to be you, then yeah. it can work. But like if people are trying to put expectations on you to execute and do and be, and that's not who you are, and you've never given off that that's who you are, then you're creating an opportunity where it's, it's not fertile ground. And so it's not going to grow. It's not going to be sustainable. That's real. That's, that's, and, that's, and, and, and I'm glad you asked this question, bro, because that the, the family aspect is real. Like we, we go through that, but nobody speaks about that, right? Nobody and I'm also I'm also curious too, how do you deal with the pressure of the first title? Does that ever weigh you? Do you ever get to the point where you're like you're laying down in bed one day and just like, damn, I've got the first woman owned black owned podcast yeah. network? Yeah. What does that feel like? Like, yeah. yo, what if it's the you know what I mean? Do, I'm overthinking. You, you can tell us if you have a little small crown by, by your bed that you wear at night. You no, you should. Crown. If not, we'll get you more than a title one. We'll get you with a live crown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. But like, real talk, can you talk to us? Because I'm sure there's other people that are entrepreneurs that feel that pressure, that maybe yeah. feel like they're in isolation and feel like they've hit roadblocks. So, like, do you feel that pressure? How do you overcome that, sis? Like, any advice you would give to somebody else? So... One of the interviews that I did almost a, uh, about a year ago um, touched on like, how does it feel? And I said, at the end of the day, I just wanted to work for my people. Like if I do all of this and it's completely in vain, but I tried and I did everything in my power to make it work, then it wasn't in vain. Because at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm a very spiritual person and I believe that God wouldn't give me the vision that he wouldn't give me the provisions to make sure that it's successful. And so with that being said, if I have the skill set and if all of the right people keep coming to me and I'm I'm um, I'm using discernment with how I go about my relationships and who I allow to come close to me and who I allow to work with me and all of those different things, then there's a level of security that like puts me at ease and know that as long as I'm doing everything that I possibly can to ensure the success of and the investments. Cause like I said, like 
this this hit a little different when your daddy invested in you and like, yo, I'm I'm putting this in you and I'm telling you that I trust you with something and I'm trusting your vision and that you're going to be able to manifest it to the the potential that you see it being. Then to me, that gives me a little piece that like there's enough people who believe in me that even those moments where you have those moments of insecurity and you have those moments of like, what in the world am I doing? And why did I think that I was the person to do this, that you're reminded. And I feel like, you know, I've had those moments. And when I say I'm in a, a, a season of receiving right now, like in the last three weeks, the amount of like accolades and awards that have been kind of pouring into me, like, it's just kind of like, you're on the right path. It's a sign. Flowers down. It's a sign. Yeah. So, you know, when that happens, it's, it's the reminder to keep going. That's real, sis. That's real. Like I, I, I felt, I feel that sis. And like I'm gonna keep, I'm, I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna tell you on the opposite side how I feel as a creator, and some people don't know how it feels, and I want listeners to understand this too. You don't know how hard it is, like especially when you get a lot of views, like a hundred thousand views or something like that. Like every single day, you're getting people DMing you from around the world saying how awesome you are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what kind of pressure that? Like for me, as somebody who's never had that feeling, it fucks with me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I'm just a regular dude from the bro. I'm in the fucking apartment right now. I'm cooling. Like, I'm just a regular Joe Schmo. I'm gonna go outside. It's love. I get love in my but for somebody in Germany, France, all these other places, all the cities around the country to be resonating. It's like that's a lot of pressure for you to be like, yo, you know you're gonna be you're gonna be amazing. Really? I don't what if I'm not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what if I'm not amazing? Like, it's hard not to think about that, right? Like, do I create content? Am I trying to be somebody else? Is this in the th- is so many different things? So I just want to let other people who are creators who are dealing with that, like, yes, you're gonna go through that. That's completely effing normal. But just yeah. walking your stride, like, like you said, you got people that support you. Like, sis, I'll be honest with you, I have no plan when I started the LinkedIn stuff. I had no plan when we started the business, and the way things have happened, it just shows it's a sign. Like, like for instance, like somebody asked me. Today, yesterday, I'm talking to Mary Webb. Shout out to Mary. That's my girl, the lady who created Flow from Progressive. We're talking about like branding. She's like, what do you want in the ideal role? And actually started your business. I'm like, yo, I wanted a blended role of sales and marketing. I'm like, there's none of that. So I started my own business. The very next day, a brand comes out and be like, yo, we want you to do a blended ass role and do this. And we're going to throw a bag at you. I'm like, the very next day. But and then how we met billionaires and all this shit from LinkedIn is like, it's just been insane. So I was just curious, sis, how you dealt with the pressure. Because I know I feel that shit too. I'm nowhere near, you know what I'm saying, where I want to be. Which also leads to the next question. Like, but what does that look like for you? What does the mountaintop look like for you, sis? Like, real talk. I know us winning. We win. We get. A, we bring a bunch, a bunch of listeners. Say it pops off the way we need to pop off. What does happiness and success look like for you? Everybody Uh-oh. who's been rocking with me, we all rising together. Like, I don't want to be at the top by myself. I don't I don't want to create anything where I'm here and everybody else is, like, down here looking at me like, oh, my God, I want to get there. No, if I'm doing it right, if I'm doing it right, anybody who's rocking with me, we're all going. So my mountaintop is everybody that's been rocking with me. We're all celebrating and we're at the top together. That's love. That's love. But then can I play devil's advocate, too? 
or at least towards the top of the summit because everybody can't be on the top. But but that's why I was about to great great point. I'm glad you said it. I'm like, glad you said it. But we can't you take everybody. It's only but so big. So you know, but yeah, you know, no, halfway you, up you, the mountain. Absolutely cannot take everybody. But you for can't. the people who yeah. are rocking with you, and when I say rocking with you, like alive, the way that our monetizations process is set up, it's so we're not above you. Right. We're all going. You know, right. so as long as we're growing, as long as you're growing, as long as we're doing our part and you're doing your part, then it's a collaborative effort to reach the mountaintop. So it's not my peak. You gonna have your own peak. But how right. can I help you reach your peak? Wherever your peak is, your peak might not be my peak. That's not yeah. my, that's not for me to decide. But yeah, what my goal is, is mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. that goal, whatever your goal is for yourself and where you want to go. How can I help you get there? And as long as I feel like I'm able to do my part to help in the 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 propelling of like who you are and what you're doing and how you're doing it and use the things that I've learned throughout the trajectory of my career to help you get there, then I feel like that's my responsibility. But if I can't be true to who I am, and that's the hard part, like when they say it like it comes with a lot of responsibility it does yeah. but it also comes with a lot of heartache because when i i have a huge heart like i'm very giving i'm very like i want like i said i want everybody to win but everybody don't want you to win yeah, and so, so right. when you see those moments well, hold where that idea too because i got a question for you right there yeah. okay when you see those moments of people showing their true colors believe them and and keep it in your mind. It's not like you gotta completely cut. I kind of cut everybody off, but like you don't have to do that. You gotta be that person. But just know and believe. Like it's sometimes lonely, but you know, depending on where you want to go, where you want that peak to be. If you happy with that peak right here, then rock with the crew that's with you because they don't want to see. Not they. Some people don't want to see you outshine them. Yeah. That's so, very true. I'm glad you said that because this is, you know, I, I've been dying to, you know, I've been waiting for this question right here. We we gotta hit this. We gotta hit this question. When we talk about people that don't want to see you shine, and we talk about you being a champion for the cause, and I want you to be honest, right? So you you are champion for the for the for the cause. Our people, the black and brown people. Who do you feel? Are you feeling like you are getting the support? from the people that you are championing for? Or do you feel like you're getting more support from other people? Because we talked about this the other day where it's like, I'll give you an example, like, you know, uh, you know, I own a black owned company because it's black. It don't mean it's free, right? <laughs> because it's black. Why do I got to give a 70% discount for you to deal with me when you're going to pay triple the price with, with a non-black company? You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. I, you know, I want to know, how, do you feel like you're championing the cause for black and brown people? Do you feel like you're getting the support from the black and brown people? Or do you feel like they want you to win, but now that they've seen you kind of win a little, they've tapered off and, and, and the support is kind of like wavering and you're getting more support from, you know, other communities out there. So, um, again, I think I've been I've been through some storms. Right. And mm -hmm. because this is not my right. first media company, like there have been times where. I went through that where it was like, yo, I need, can you just do this? And I went through a season of just doing a whole bunch of stuff for free and a whole for bunch free. of stuff. That I, didn't count. I did. I did. Like right. when I first started, like my DC media connection, I used to like volunteer and just speak. But 
I will say this. It's come back to be part of the reason why I'm getting the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. Because it's it even though I was giving of myself freely during that season, almost 10 years later, I'm being rewarded by the President of the United States. Like, So I think that it, it, it just depends, right? Um, today, I feel like my people rocking with me. Um, okay. I think see the value of what's being created. I think a lot of times they've already been creating content and they're like, well, I'm already doing it. So it's worth a shot to see if I can make some money off of it. So in that regard, I, I'm, I'm at a, a different place in my career where I think people see the value um, and they want to support even all of my investors. All of my investors right now are all black. Um, with That's exceptional that, is well, dope. that is so, you. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I'm not going to lie, you know, because oftentimes, you know, uh, and, and Jared will contest this, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go to talk to a company and, you know, we like, listen, we're going to ride with you and we're going to do this with you. And, uh, we ready to, you know, we ready to grind with you. Right. And we, we start right off the back. Like, listen, we, we ready to just grind with you. And then halfway through, they like, we ain't got no money. We ain't trying to pay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> we did three well, weeks we... of talking and negotiating and all that for you to try to intern the whole company. Like, what are we talking about? Like, but it also know? comes with like the structuring, right? A live is structured where our hosts pay up front for the first right. year. So we we get our money up front now. I'm not mad at that. Well, yeah. since, I'm, I'm gonna go. Through, I'm gonna try something different. And I wanted okay. to play with this idea, but I want okay. to do it with you. I want to do a speed round. So I'm going to just ask you five questions, sis, and just let me know. Speed. like First question right off the bat. Let's go. What, what show right now do you have your eye on for the Alive Network? What other show? Any show in the world do you have your eye on that's like that you would love to have a part of the network? Actually, I want to start a show for Jennifer Hudson. Hey. I, lo I love Jennifer Hudson. Her story, her story is crazy. Crazy. Her story crazy. is Amazing. Yeah, I would love to start a podcast for yeah, her. That story's crazy. That'd be dope. So we're going to put that in the air. Jennifer, get in touch with the peoples, with the live. Get in touch. Have your peoples contact her people. Bing bong. Get this That's a plug, going. Jennifer. We plugging you. That's it. That's it. What's the, what song do you have right now in your playlist right now? What's the song that's your go-to? You need pump. You about to do a sign of a major deal. What song right now is in your drink? What hyped so, you up? What hyped you up? I yep. love, um, what is it? I just want to rock. That song, you know what I'm talking about? Especially when they hit the this ain't what you want and be like, yeah, like don't come for me. Yeah, yeah. what you want. <laughs> yeah, got you. All right, two. two. I'm trying, I'm trying to fire off some two, cuz fire off oh, some listen, two. Listen, I, I want to know, I want to know. Give me a guilty pleasure. Give me something that you just love to do that when you're doing it, you know it's you know it's wrong, but you just love to do it anyway. Give me a guilty pleasure. What what is what is one of Angel's guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasure. Yeah. That shit sounded um, erotica. What the no, I'm not giving an example. No, I give an example. Like my like my edit it out. <laughs> Call like, HR, like, edit it out. <laughs> I'm, it's PG. I'm keeping it PG. Like one of my guilty pleasures is I love spicy food, right? I know I love spicy food. And sometimes, like they say, like Frank's Red Hot, like I put that shit on everything, right? So the other day we had tacos 
I had Frank's Red Hot, and I put jalapenos on that shit. And I knew, I knew that it was going to be good going down, but the next day I was going to pay for it. But I, I just can't help it. Like, I, I just love the spice. It, I, I hate bland food. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's the the, the Latin in me. You know what I mean? The Stocco Vano. You know? It's the pachata. <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like I don't. I mean, a guilty plot. Like everybody I, got one. Don't don't hide behind the veil. You, you gotta have no, one. Don't don't, don't hit a political. I mean, honestly, like I feel like. Is it well, you eat, you eat, like the chocolate in bed or something? Come on, it, it gotta be I don't something. Eat chocolate. Like oh, I like I I love to like. I don't know. Like I love to be in on a plane. Like I will hop on a plane in a heartbeat. Okay, traveling. Change the weather. Traveling yeah. Guilty pleasures. Okay. Okay. All right. What's your biggest pet peeve in business? Okay. Um, scope creep or when people lie. Mm. Okay. Love that. Mm. There's somebody. No, for sure. Let, let me ask you. Let me. So I know we touched on it before, but here's a, here's a just straight up. Like, how many times did you get to the point? And every every business owner goes through this, right? Especially as you climb the ladder. How many times did you get to the point in business where you fucking threw the pen down and was like, I quit. I'm not coming in the mall. I'm done. I'm not taking this shit no more. Like, I'm done. How many times did you get to that, like, final point? It wasn't your final point because obviously you're still here. But how many times did you feel like that that pure frustration where you was just like, this is it. I am done. How many times have you felt like that? Never. Not with a live. Okay. I, was I, was about to ask, I was just about to ask it with the live. That's her baby. That's yeah. her baby. That's why. Yeah, because if it was at Bloomberg, yeah. no, shout out to Bloomberg. If it was them, it might be yeah, you might have walked out. Yeah. I mean, I've had other, yeah, but alive, no. I mean, I've had frustration. All of the frustration has been around like the development type stuff. Right, right. But not to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, so, this, so this is it. So, so what you're saying is alive is it, right? This is all or nothing. It's alive or nothing, right? We all in 100%? Oh, yeah. It's it's all oh, in. That's it. All in 100%. Boy, that's it. All in. We all in. We all in together. Money we all in 100%. We're here for the ride. Alive. We here for the ride. Yeah, we there for the ride. We here for the ride. We going to Pluto. Get your space boots. <laughs> tell, tell Elon we need the charter. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, no sense. So I, I even realized it was like an hour some changes, but I, I do want to say thank you for we taking the time you. to come out. Like I feel like everything happens for a reason. I'm glad that we met you at Podfest. And first of all, any first of all, shout out to Podfest because that shit was amazing. We met yeah. so many dope people. We had oh Love man, we turned, we had we had an amazing time at that conference. So shout yeah. out to everybody we've met down there. We definitely keep in touch with everybody. But sis, like I love what you're doing. You know, I want you to keep going. I want you to know we got your back. We love, we need to see more people like yourself. I love seeing yeah. black women doing their thing, especially and how hard it is for black women to succeed in tech. Yeah. Like straight That's up, hard. you got investors, you have everything. You have it's everything going against you. That's it. You're double minority. You're double you're minority. Black, black brown, you're a black and brown person and you're a woman. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so I, I kudos your, your tenacity, your strength, your courage, yeah. sis. Like, we need more of this, and we're going to champion you, sis. And if there's anything we could do to help you, know we're on deck. But, like, yo, we, we, we love what you're doing, sis, and we're we, honored we to be part of that work. Merch. Oh, we, need some, we, we need some alive T-shirts and, you know, some, some merch. Let's do it. <laughs> so and, I, I, and I need Tamar. I'm still bumping love and war. Tamar, I need you. <laughs> to stop. It's me. Stop. It's me. Stop. <laughs> Not you know I love you, baby girl. You know I love you. All right, not joking. <laughs> Need a collaboration. 
<laughs> nah. <laughs> but, but we but, definitely appreciate your time. We know you got a busy schedule. Um, so we definitely appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, come do this with us and, you know, answer some of these questions. And I, and I noticed, I, I'm not guessing this, I noticed for a fact, there's there's a lot of gems that you drop, a lot of gems that you drop yeah. in this interview and somebody is going to listen to it and you will inspire the next angel. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. You Absolutely. will inspire the next angel that's already wondering and looking and feeling like, can I do it? Can I do it? And she's going to hear what you said and she's going to be like, nah, I could do it. It's possible. It's possible. We're going to do it. So that, that's dope. Absolutely. Kudos to you. That's it, man. So thanks again, Angel. Thanks for everybody tuning Thank in. Thank you, Angel. The comments. Yeah. Thank you, y'all, for the love, man. We'll see you guys next week. Congratulations on your award. Wait a second. Wait a right. second. I got to do my call to action. Y'all can't just cut me off and not tell oh, people. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Plug, plug, plug. Plug it. Download the live podcast network in both iOS and Android app stores. And you can follow us on social media at a live podcast app. Um, and you can follow me as well at the Angel Nicole. That's T-H-E-E Angel Nicole. Right, and if somebody's interested in joining the network, what how do they reach out to you, sis? Yes. They can send a note. You answer DMs? I don't, but they can do them a live podcast app. <laughs> Jordan, um, mark of that point. <laughs> can they slide in the DM? Y'all want to be a part of live, baby. <laughs> like, you make me feel alive. Like, no. Right. <laughs> you make me feel alive. No, yeah, I don't. I'm using that. I'm using that. Copyright that. Right. Copyright that. You make me feel alive. That's a nasty. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, 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 how did they get in contact with you? Yeah, they can send an uh, email to uh, support at alivepodcastnetwork.com if they're interested. All right, cool. And we're going to have all the links pop up. We're going to have everything in the comments, y'all. If y'all want to know, make sure you connect with on LinkedIn, all social channels, y'all. Y'all know where to reach it. Make sure you support. Download the network. Download the app. And let's get it. Feedback is appreciated. Support. This is Black-owned, Black woman-owned. So make it pop, man. We go as far as we take it. We all we got, y'all. So support that, all right? What you know about me?